0: five podcast on sp nation Grease the bear
1: blues i am the one p shark what's going on y'all everybody uh good to see everybody again good to talk to y'all again i'm at underscore sky league on twitter as always
2: what is good everybody this is your guy trevor aka the chief of staff of Diller brooks island what's
3: good everybody hey man and when you're not in the corner trev make sure you pass it down to your boys really shitty but let me double it back down to my big man in the post
4: Yes, sir, uh, your big man, point center, Tev Shakira, a.k.a. Mr. Too Sexy for this pod. What it do, y'all? No, no, that ain't it. Uh, <laughs> you want to done I like Donda more, huh? Okay. okay, I, I, okay. Have,
0: I haven't listened to Donda yet, so. I ain't going to even lie. I, tell
4: you. I ain't going to even lie. I'm talking, but I may be on that bandwagon. I got to finish the rest <laughs> of Donda, but. I'm going to uh, check uh, out. I finish, uh finish uh, the love boy.
0: But uh, today we have again. Man, uh producer at sports 56, Zach Boyd. How you doing, my guy?
5: Hey man, what's going on with y'all?
1: Man, nothing much. Southwind uh, alum, you forgot to put that in his body. Oh, part. yeah, Southwind <laughs> alum. <of course>. <laughs> 20, <laughs>
5: 2012. You know, we about to we about to come up on 10 years since since graduating, man. Like, you know. Oh, so I got getting, a question for that. We're getting old.
0: I got a question for that. Since my class 2010, well, me and Scott's class 2010, mm-hmm. we never had our reunion because of COVID. Do you think? Y'all would have a reunion next
1: year. If he has to think about it, he already has <laughs> his yeah,
4: like, here's bad, No, not. So here's the thing. Probably here's not. the thing. Like,
5: so, so here's the thing. Like, I think, I, I think it's possible. I don't think this Delta is gonna gonna let up anytime soon. So, it could, in theory, could we could have a reunion, but you know, it just depends, man. Because if everybody catch COVID like at the same time, they're just like, yeah, like. We'll just cut this off. We're gonna try again next year, and just you know, hopefully that time the Delta would would let up. But I, you know, it's it, it it's up in the air. I'm hoping so. So I can see like a bunch of my high school buddies that I haven't seen or talked to in almost ten years. So, but it'll be good. It'll be good to see everybody, man. Catch up on everybody. So, but also, man, like let me let me say this, like, like I don't know, I don't know if people. Are, if you know if you guys are listening or seeing their podcast, the Let's Be Real Podcast, like these are five black men on this pod, man, doing appreciate their thing, it. talking in this talking about sports, man. Doing like like it's hard to find find those voices, you know, especially like African American voices, uh talking sports uh throughout the city. So shouts out to y'all, man, and uh and the grind that y'all put in to make this work. Appreciate
1: that. Okay, appreciate it, brother.
4: Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Man.
5: Always, man.
4: And of course, of course, being the the radio background that I have is also you know kind of rare to find black men in the positions that you are as well. uh, With you being a producer of Sports Fifty Six, so how long you been there?
5: It'll be about three years in October. About three years. So it started. It's almost almost immediately out of out of college. So it'll be about three years. So it's 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 a lot of fun once once you because because you're the first show in the morning so you gotta you gotta, you gotta come you know, with it yeah you gotta come with it gotta spice it up a little bit so you know it's you know it it has its challenges getting up super early in the morning but you know it's a lot of fun being around mm-hmm. Peter and saying in the morning so.
4: And uh, it's with sports of, of course, basketball, football. What's your favorite? What's your favorite team? Like, we we gotta get to know, you, Zach. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we're a part of the brotherhood. Now you're welcome to our brotherhood, right. even though most of us think, or some of us think, oh, the Southland, It is what it is. <laughs> right. But now nah, you're a part of the brotherhood now. So, I mean, What's your favorite sports team? I hope it's not the Cowboys.
5: It is definitely the Cowboys. Oh. You tried it is, it is ah. definitely the Cowboys. But let me, but but let me explain because I'm like a different. I'm a different breed of a Cowboys fan here because I actually like look, go back and like rewatch games and like break stuff down and, and try to see what happened during the game. Like I, like I don't act on pure emotion unless somebody's coming at me with pure emotion. Then it's like, okay, now you, 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 you fly right now. So I, I got, I got to act up. But most of the time it's very, I'm very logical with how everything is happening. So like in my mind, Dak is a top five quarterback. That's easily off the rip. You can't change my mind about that. He is top five, in my opinion. Like, if, you, if you're going to say Mahomes and Rodgers are two, one and two, I say, okay, cool. So who's the next three? I, I guess y'all going to throw in Brady. Okay, so who's four and five? Going to say Russ? Okay, cool. Number five, I think it's Dak. I have I need to see more from I, Lamar. I, I,
2: I need to I know, see more uh, from Josh I Allen. this ain't a I, football podcast. I need my right. no, so last season wasn't enough for,
5: for, for from Josh Allen. No man, is only one season. Okay. It's only yeah, we gotta get more. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we gotta
4: definitely talk more come about that. cereal. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We got we got come on. Let's be real, bro. But now, um, so with with as far as the Grizz go, of course, you've been doing your thing. You said for three years in the city of Memphis. What's your take on? I guess, this upcoming Memphis Grizzlies. Well, I guess let's backtrack a little bit. Um, okay. Do you have any favorite Memphis Grizzly moments? Um, oh, and man. any favorite players?
5: Let's oh, backtrack man. A bit. So, favorite Grizzly moment. Most of it is very recent. Because uh, I was in the building for most of the games the last couple of years. So, like, the game winner against Brooklyn early 2019-2020, like, like, that building was jumping and i was like in the back room somewhere just watching the game and like that 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 building was crazy uh man uh i know we sat courtside for the first time during the grit and grind era i think that was the year that was the year when Tayshon was getting there when they traded rudy for Tayshon. And, like, we was showing up late. The Grizzlies was down big in the first quarter. And, like, as soon as, like, we stepped in the arena, got to our seats, like, the Grizzlies just flipped the switch and, like, won by, like, 20-something by that game. It was, like, very fun, very entertaining game. So, favorite players? I mean, like, I joke around and say, like, man, like Jake Tatum is my favorite guy, man. Like, like, even, like if if y'all know Jake Soccer Leaders, y'all know Memphis Grizzlies or whatever. My only thing to you to spell his name. That would be
1: my only thing to do is tell you to so, is ask you to spell the man. Tonight. So,
5: so funny thing, I actually spelled his name correctly one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't. I I can't. If you ask me right now, I'm probably going to butcher, butcher it. It starts with a T. I butcher It starts with a T. S. A. Sakali L. I. D. A. S. Something like that. I don't know. It's. I might have butchered it. But favorite player is probably uh Stromile because he get to throw up the bird every time he dunks and like you know like let's fly. We about to fly. Take off. Strowman was my guy. Rudy was my guy. I mean, like, like a lot of the bench players were like favorites of mine. Like, like y'all, y'all might turn y'all noses up, but Torrance Kinsey at one point when they were sucking oh, was man. like
4: hey, he, hey, he, he was, was
5: balling, dog. He was a bucket. Wow, that's <laughs> he a name. though.
4: <laughs> he was balling being
2: named,
5: boys. So names being named today.
2: Let's go. <laughs> I'm saying. <laughs>
5: I'm saying so, like all the popular names, like I know, like T.A. Zebo or, or, or like fan favorites, Mike. But like guys, like like I connected to was like that early, the mid 2000s teams, like right before you know the Fratello with the Fratello with the Ivoroni years, man. Like, oh that my was,
4: God! Oh yeah, you heard that, that was
5: years that <laughs> <laughs> that man that like that was the like like that was the team with with Mike Miller, Damon Stoudemire, Chucky e. Atkins. Was it Eddie Jones, Bobby, Bobby Jackson? Jackson.
4: Bobby Jackson. Oh, yes, sir. Like, come on,
5: dog. <laughs> I mean, like, that was Hakeem, like, Warwick. Hakeem Warwick man. Come on, man. That like was my favorites. Like, come on. Like, so that was that was the team for me. Like, and obviously, you know, as the NBA kind of gotten more pace and space, wide open, shooting more threes than twos, then it's like, okay, cool. Like, who's the high flyer, dunker, shooter that I like? So, and that's pretty much. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all the players, and even like some of the newer players. I, I'm still I'm still kind of like getting a feel for them, but like it's mostly like the old school Grizzly guys that I'm like really into. So mm-hmm.
4: nice, nice, nice. Um, do you have any expect? or well, what are your expectations for this season? A lot of people felt that we did overachieve uh, last season uh, with a bunch of young players. I think we did pretty well, um, but coming into this season. It's a lot of expectations. So what are your expectations for the Grizzlies this season?
5: My expectations are the same. And you're not going to like it, but this team is still in a rebuild. And the reason I say that is because... Yes, they are. That over, they overachieve with with the with the young guys that they have, and yes, they played out of their minds at certain points throughout the season. But this is still a young team, a small market team, a team that is still trying to build assets and trying to win. Not they're they're trying to win ten years down the road, not the next two. So. Because like 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 a lot of fans and like we and like we, we talked about this on the show well we mentioned it on the show that you know being a diehard fanatic fan with all your emotions built into it, like it's a lot of fun because like like there's no there's no logic to your fandom. You just a fan, you just want to win, you just want to be excited. But when you're like actually covering the team, having to break things down, have a breakdown trades and, like, understanding, like, what they're trying to do, it's, like, it kind of sucks a little bit, because it's, like, man, like, I really just want to go in here just gun hold, not having to think about expectations, just go out and win as many games as you can so we can make the playoffs again. But, it, like, realistically, they could be back in a play-in situation with the team that they have. I mean, they might improve. I'm hoping they improve, because they're uh, the first year with Ja... Like, man, like, (laughs) man, I was telling guys, I was like, man, like, this team is playing out of their mind. Like, if they mess around, get into the playoffs and play out of their mind, like, I'm getting ready to get a, you know, get my ring size for my championship ring. Man, like, I was like, I was like that confident in that team, but I had to pull it back a little bit because I know, like, this is not a, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon for this team. Especially for a lot of these small market teams, so I say I say temper your expectations a little bit. Expect a this is this is a year three of a rebuild, even though they're playing well, but they will be in that conversation because the team is going to be good with Ja on this on this team. They're going to be good with with uh you know with De'Anthony Melton, another year of De'Anthony Melton, another year Desmond Bain, and then maybe. Who knows what they're going to do with Dylan and Kyle, but this team is still going to be good heading into next year. They're just going to be where they are now, and then you might see them make that next move in 2022.
4: Especially if a certain player has a breakout year, right?
5: Of course. Of course. Like, you know, you know what it is, unicorn season here in Memphis. Come on, man. Yes, I'm not alone. It's unicorn season, man. Good. Yeah, John Moran
3: is definitely unicorn. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Come on. Come on. Stop oh, the cap. Man. Come on,
5: man. Come oh, on, man. man. It's unicorn season, man. Like, I'm I'm I am I am happy that Jaren is is finally doing basketball things instead of rehabbing. I'm happy that he's able to to do it. That's why that's why I, I was excited to see him on the on the court with you know with all the other NBA guys you know getting their run in and just seeing him just going through the movements and you you can tell like there's no hesitation like in his movements you know when, when you watch the last 11 games like you you can you can see the like you know you know you can see that he's trying to fit in that he's trying to he's trying to you know continue to do his thing but also not mess up the chemistry of the team and what they're doing on the floor so I mean, it's hard to find a seven-footer that can shoot from 40% from three and can uh, can block shots on one end, Skyler. I'm just saying, man. It's hard <laughs> okay. to find them, man. It's hard to find them. It's
1: not really. <laughs> it's hard to find them. So, if you say so, my brother. Hey, again, I'm one of those people that, you know, he has to show me more. Um, but, I mean, I'm still rooting for him. It's not like I'm rooting against the guy. It's just okay. – um, on the side of defense, where I'm more skeptical than optimistic about like, that's it.
5: So, so okay. So I, I listened to the podcast on like a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, and I kind of like made a made a stank face because like somebody said something in the lines of like, if Jaren doesn't have a good season this year, I'm a trade him. I don't know who everybody but me. Everybody, everybody <laughs> me. yeah. And I don't,
3: and If I can elaborate, it wasn't okay. me either, or it could have been. But I don't even want it to be a whole season. I want it to be before the trade deadline happens, Here before stop stock goes okay. down, to be honest, um, to your point. So if, if, Triple G, if the unicorn um, can shoot 40% from three, can give you a block shot or two, whatever that is, let's see what we can get for him. Because your earlier point also said that was last 11 games of the season where he played, he didn't want to mess up the chemistry of the team. That team was a playoff contending team. So if we can trade that unicorn um, before his value goes down, um, i.e. somebody else that I know, um, I would love to see what we could get in lieu of that. I know we're talking about trading later, so I'll, I'll, I'll pause my comments now because I'm not from South so, <laughs> sure. so, so
5: so 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 who do you have in mind that you want to get rid of uh, you want to bring in? Who do you, who, who's that player?
3: Oh, let me tell you something. It's not BS. Um, but um honestly I would love I would love for a triple, mm, triple unicorn to try his luck in Boston. And I would love to see Jalen Brown come here instead. And I know that would take a few more pieces that we would have to offer, um, but I would pull the trigger for that. Yeah, that's a name that I, a bunch of us. Zach, so you exactly look like him
4: exactly. You look. Another, on Zach. another, another
2: okay. option. Another option in, in my mind, if we can pull it off, and I'm pretty sure it's going to take another few pieces. We got a street named after him. so if we can, if we can pull it off, throw three J out there, like Sheedy said. If If,
4: if <laughs> Here's the thing. Man. <laughs> Here's the
1: thing with that though. Trevor, that okay. makes sense. That makes sense for the Grizzlies. Does that make sense for the Washington? That's the thing. That doesn't make sense for Washington. If you
2: do. Washington Personally. Washington hasn't made a respectable deal since God knows when. They gave John Wall a ridiculous contract. John Wall? <laughs> they, took on, they took on Russ's contract just to flip him <laughs> a year later. Yeah. They they're still so don't smart. know if they're going with Bradley Beal. So they gave... Davis is that ridiculous amount of money in in free agency, and you haven't heard his name since the three point shootout. So yeah, yeah. I, I could finesse the, the Wizards with that.
1: And that okay. trade doesn't, that trade doesn't help their history of trades improving. <laughs> All right, so
5: so let me let, let me push back on on y'all real quick, just a little bit. Uh-oh. So so the thing is is that yeah, like I like. Sure. Like you can check and see if JV, if not JV, but you know, Jaren has uh, some value on the trade market and maybe like they might, they might move Jaren. Who knows? Like they've, they've been very unpredictable these last couple of months in free agency uh, this off season, but I don't think they're going to move him because he is part of the culture of this team. He is, he is part, he is a part of this team. And, like, I had a conversation with, with somebody the other day. They said they, they said that John Collins is better than Jaren. And I said, when? I said, when? I said, when? when Like, when was John Collins better than Jaren? Because, like, John Collins was unhappy in Atlanta. John Collins was wanting to get traded out of Atlanta because he was unhappy with his role. It was not until the playoffs where we saw John Collins show up. And actually be the John Collins that everybody thought he was going to be his first four years in the NBA. So and then he got and he got a five year hundred million dollar contract. So in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, cool. Like John Collins, he's a pretty good player. He's about the same age and the same age bracket as Jaron. So why can't Jaron get a 5 hun- five-year hundred million dollar deal? Like
1: because Jaron Jackson is not available when the Grizzlies need him.
5: Is That's that his? Is that his fault, or is it that the Grizzlies in itself are holding him back?
1: That has to be his fault. Who else's fault would it be? I'm not sure you can blame the Grizzlies for that.
5: Well, here's the thing. So let's let, let let's take a trip back down the memory lane here. So Jaron's okay. first year with the mm-hmm. with the Grizzlies, mm-hmm. he was fine playing well with Mike and Mark before everybody got shipped off. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he hurt his knee, foot, I mm-hmm. whatever lower leg. Injury was sat out for the rest of the year. Now he could have played towards the back end of that season, but the Grizzlies front office said, No, nah, we're just gonna hold you out for next season. Man, cool. Nice. Next season comes around. Oh, Jaron is going off, shooting 40 from three, second leading scorer on the team. Like, yeah, foul trouble is a concern, doesn't matter. The unicorn second year, everything is gravy. He went off against the Bucks with seven threes in that third in that third quarter explosion. Mm-hmm. Everything was going well shut down the bubble get Zion started. Zion stepped on uh, his knee no, 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 no. Zion did. steps on his knee bubble experience is over for Jaren. and he was balling in the bubble as well that is Zach,
1: Zach, <laughs> and, but still he got hurt regardless of how he got hurt the man got hurt
5: you can't you, you can't control injuries like I never. like I get it I get how it you can't you control injuries that? but the guy was balling he was balling in the bubble. Like you knew that if Jaron and ja, if if at least Jaren was on that team in the bubble, you had a shot. Woulda coulda shoulda. Woulda coulda shoulda. You, on, you had a shot. You had a you shot and even and even, but... and even with all of that, you know, job ja being fantastic, you know, managed to get it close. And then you come and then you come to this season. Mm-hmm. This season quick off season, started season because of COVID. They held him out until April. Okay. To I personally felt like looking at the timeline of the injury, looking at how he was progressing, looking at social media posts of of his, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and even the interview from the undefeated with Mark Spears. Mm-hmm. I personally felt like he could have played in March.
2: Agree, agree, I agree.
5: Got into basketball shape, and we would not have this conversation about Jaren. That's my mm-hmm. personal opinion. Mm-hmm. But because the front office and because the team kind of slow played with Jaron, we only got 11 games of Jaron. And now we're having conversations now about is Jaron fits the timeline with this team? Is Jaron can be a a part of the playoff team? Because he
1: didn't look well in those 11 games. I I, I hear your point. He could have came back in March. Right. Totally agree with that. Right. And you, you still got that extra time to be in as, as best shape as you could to work on your jumper, to learn uh-huh. how to box out and grab rebounds, because of it's not course, our point it's not just points that we have an issue with. He doesn't rebound the ball well either. So. So, he back-
5: so here's the thing. So so we got to So and I get it. The whole rebounding. He's a seven footer. I think I think at times Jaren do need to bring a certain level of toughness. Mm-hmm. But rebounding is really, to me, it's, you know, it's it's, it's 50-50 for me. Because to me, I kind of look at Jaron as a big shooting guard. I just look at him as a big shooting guard. Just the fact that he's just long and lanky. Yes, he's seven feet tall, seven foot tall. Like He needs to go underneath the basket and rebound with the big boys or whatever. But he is seven feet tall, shoots, shoots it from three. We got little bitty guys like DeAnthony Milton. Ja, even kyle at times like that can go in and like are pretty good rebounders than jaren that can
4: adams now.
2: R- R- I'm, I'm sorry and I steven back. adams i, so, I gotta push right. yeah big steve and them will help out there but uh russ's right. av- russ's average um uh, 10 plus rebounds for like the past few years I- i'm just asking jaren to give me six to
5: eight okay and he's giving
2: That's- me a little less than that there there's well, been games where he's only had one, possibly two rebounds. Like I need him between six and eight at least. I get well, everything you're saying by him being a big right? guard and everything, but can you give me at least six to eight? I'm not asking him to get ten. I'm not asking him I'm to at, be a double double machine. I'm just saying honest,
5: six to eight. Honestly, I'm asking him just to get five. Get get to five. I want you to get five rebounds. Because oh, my oh. thing, because my thing, my thing is like like with Jaren, you gotta let him build into his body. When Jaren came into the league, Brad was like skinty with a T. Yeah, he still is. I'm
2: with you. Yeah, he right.
5: is skinty with a T. And he probably still is, but he has bulked up a lot over the offseason. So, like my like like for for Jaren, this is a 5-year conversation for him. This is 5 years. I I need I, like let him get 5 years of this. Because at age 19 playing at Mississippi State, he could he he sort of could get away with it because he's playing against college players. He's bigger He's taller, maybe a little bit faster, and probably a little bit more skilled than those in college. But in the NBA, you're playing against grown men. Like grown, he's we we talked to, like y'all probably talked about it. We probably talked about it a lot that he was getting pushed around down low in, in the box. So okay, cool. Like let him get pushed around down low in the box, let him build his body so that by the time he is 24, 25, 26, when he gets that <coughs> next contract. We will see a different level of Jaron. We, we will not see Mississippi State Jaron playing for the Grizzlies. We will actually Michigan see the Jaron Jackson, Michigan State. Did I said Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah I did. did. Yes,
1: Michigan
4: State. <laughs> Michigan
5: good. State. All right. Same, same. They, they, they the same. They, 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 you know, they're pretty much the same college. Uh- <laughs> no. No, I'm that uh, no,
2: no, you will no. not disrespect the great Tom Izzo. Like,
5: yeah,
1: you. I, I got No, will say this. I, I'll say this just to wrap up this topic because I know it's a couple of things we got left to talk on the podcast. Right, right. Again, I don't think anybody on this podcast is like we have to trade Jerry now. Okay. There's just concern on this side, of, or there's concern from people on this podcast to say, I don't know if you want to put all your chips or if you want to push your chips to the middle the table, say, okay, Jaren, here you go. There's reason we have reason for concern. We have, there's injury issues. There's, we talked about the f- lack of physicality. we talked about, you know, his inability to rebound the ball well. Um, again, we've seen flashes of it, but can he consistently, consistency is key on this podcast that, can he consistently give you 18 to 20 and six to eight rebounds? There's questions about that on this podcast. And so that's why we're like, I don't know if you want to throw out a next deal at him. Because honestly, I'm not waiting five years on a prospect that I draft the top five and in, 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 in draft. Sorry, I'm not waiting five years on that. It ain't enough time because you, you have to also keep John Morant happy. And is John Morant going to be happy in two or three more years when you like, we still waiting on Jaron Jackson? I'll,
0: that's the thing. No, that's he that's, Uh, he's Bruno Caboclo. He's two years away from being two years away. That's
5: yeah, not no. Good. no, he is. No. don't disrespect the unicorn. There, man. Come on now, don't disrespect the unicorn, even though he was, even though Bruno was baby Durant for a minute with the Grizzlies Uh, um, right, right, like two guys, right? Man, like he, man, he was shooting a rock, man. Like, I ain't gonna like, oh. <laughs> hold. I ain't gonna hold you. If he was shooting the person, rock.
1: If one more person calls anybody, baby KD, because <laughs> the reason Tuk is laughing is because he had the nerve to call somebody, baby KD. Oh, okay. it, was okay. Oubre. it was Kelly Ray. Oubre.
3: Kelly Oubre. Oh, <laughs> Junior.
1: Come on, Sergeant. Let's talk about the retirement of the numbers, please. Let's go. <laughs> but,
5: so, so my thing, my thing is, is that by the by the time Jaren is the is the Jaren that we all expect him to be. The Grizzlies should be a playoff team. Matter of fact, they should be contending uh, for the we championship. They should be, should they work. be a more than
0: a playoff team. I yeah. said they should be contending oh, for
5: a championship. Yeah, I like, so, bro. so it gives like like it gives the front office a little bit more time to kind of like shape this roster a little bit. Shape like let's 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 get in. Let's bring in the guys that we need to bring in, and like let's build this team. And that's why that's why you see them working the margins here. That's why you see them. That, that well you saw them go out and trade for Jerry Culver for Minnesota cuz he wasn't getting any play time okay cool we going we going to see about the the trade with Boston with Chris Dunn and Carson Edwards i'm i'm not sure exactly the plan cool. with them
1: they won't, I doubt they make the 15 man
5: roster Chris <laughs> Dunn and Carson Edwards yeah I'm, that that trade still know. kind of I got know. me like I'm just need, I'm just Chris saying. Dunn will make
0: it. I need that sleep dial clip from uh, from, uh <laughs> yeah Chris Chris Dunn will make it, but Carson hey, Edwards man. gonna be inside haven, man.
5: Hey that's, man, that's, that's, that's y'all put, put some respect on Carson Edwards, man. He was a bucket at Purdue. He was yes, a bucket dude. at Purdue. Absolutely. <laughs>
0: he, <had> Purdue. <laughs> he was a
5: bucket, walking bucket. But the, NBA. but the thing, but the thing is with Jaren, like you gotta you gotta let him get out of that rehab stage. Like now that now that he's actually doing basketball things, we're gonna see Jaren be the Jaren of what two years ago. We're gonna see that Jaren. I hope so. Maybe, maybe a little bit more because now he is bulked up a little bit. To but I but so. to but for me, but for me to sit here and say, Oh no, we oh we we definitely gotta get see if he has some trade value for him. It's like that's kind of counter that's kind of counterproductive. Because the Grizzly, Grizzly's front office in the past have given up on young players so quickly that we're, like, as fans at the time, we're sitting there with our arms up and saying, like, yo, like, why isn't, you know, why, why isn't such and such player ain't playing, man? Like, he's a first-round pick. Play him. Like, let's play him. Let's see what we can get for him. Or let's see if he can play at least. Yeah. So at least with this front office, they're letting these young guys play. They're Zaire letting Zaire. them, they're Zaire. letting them, they're right, they're, they're letting them make mistakes. Like, I wasn't a big fan of the Zaire Williamson pick because my guy was James Book Knight and he went to Thank start. you. So, like, and I'm, and I'm, and, and I'm a, by the way, just a little excerpt, I'm a big hooper guy. So, if you can hoop and I can see that you can hoop and get buckets, you are welcome to my team. So, like, with Zaire, like, I wasn't a big fan, but we said from the jump. They need to take a big swing. We need a big swing on upside. Clearly, this guy is a big swing on upside because he is 6'9", 6'10", can handle the ball. It was a pretty – right. was, a, Be it was a good for for. Be careful what you I'm wish for. I'm just saying – I am just Here's saying, like, question, they boy. had to take a swing. They had Here's to take question. a swing on Zaire.
2: Would you take that big of a swing? Mm-hmm. Would you take that big of a swing, though, trading in the top 10? Because a I few would. of us on this pod think he would have been available at 17. He would, just he would.
5: so so he would i think i think he would have been available at 17 but because you're able to go up seven spots the draft pool gets a little bit bigger because at first you was thinking to yourself or the projection was oh well maybe we can get a chris duarte i mean he looked great in the summer league but we'll see in the nba but uh in the with the big league but but Chris Duarte was like, okay, cool. Like he fits he fits with the Grizzlies as an old veteran, college veteran that can play right now. Maybe, maybe Moses Moody falls to number 17 somehow, which I think he came close to, I think, at one point. I think at one point. He was uh, at
2: 14. He got taken at 14. 14. 14. So, dubs.
5: Right. So it's so by moving up seven spots, the draft pool gets bigger. So then now you're in play for a Now you're in play for Azier, for Moses Moody, for James Booknight. Knight. So your pool gets bigger by moving up to 17 at the expense of JV. Yeah, it hurts. But you get a replacement level player in Stephen Adams can do sort of similar things. Doesn't don't have to demand the ball which is big so you can let your young guys play. And then you pretty much kept flipping Eric Bledsoe for Pat Pete Pat Bev, excuse me. Pat Bev Rondo. She, I hope it was Pat P. Honestly,
1: you needed Pat <laughs> P, Somebody like <laughs> I
5: mean, he, I mean honestly, P. I mean, honestly, they they could have flipped Pat P. for a couple of seconds in too. So you know, like they get the job done. But they was But by moving up to to ten, they worked along the margins of the team by at the expense of JV. They were able to work around the margins there. So they had to take a swing at a big at a big guard um, in Zaire because their potential as a team could go through the roof. If Zaire and Jaren both can get their act, can, can both stay on the floor, be productive and take this ceiling through the roof for the Grizzlies. Or, I mean, you got pretty much a seven foot two way guard and a, another six, two way small forward that are high end rotation players that you can use to leverage for something else down the line. So
1: that's all I wanted to hear you say. I'm so it's it's,
5: it's on the table. It's on like it's it's <laughs> on the table, but I'm not so quick to give up on Jaren so quickly. Because no, he has I'm
1: we're saying do your duty. I'm I'm one of those people I like to look long term. I like to have options, of course. right? And again, let's say we, we hope and pray that Jaren Jackson is the guy that we saw right before the bubble. Right. But flip side of the coin, let's say he's not. Let's say he gets hurt again. He gets hurt again. So then now you're stuck with this seven foot two guard that you got that you can't get rid of. That's your issue. And you would have <laughs> and, and you would at least <laughs> want to have done your due just to say, okay, Boston, okay, I don't know, Minnesota, whoever. Just it, you at least want to put that phone call in just to say, right. okay, here it is, December 15th. Jaron Jackson's not where we want him to be. We had this conversation with Minnesota. We had this conversation with uh, Boston a month ago. Let's call and see if that trade is still on the table. If it's still on the table, you move. That's what I do. If he's not where you want to be in December, you move him. This because you, have to make, you have yes, this December.
5: Of 2021. Of
1: 2021.
5: Well, uh, here's my
0: question. Here's my Very question. Right. On that. Is this him signing the extension, or this is him without signing the extension yet? Because that plays a part into all of this too.
1: Whatever it takes to get a trade. <laughs> <laughs> which then at that point you would hold which I will say you without the extension because then if you ex- sign, if you sign him through that extension, can you come off the book? Can you can you come off of that? Can you come off their money?
5: Every contract is tradable. We've seen that with we've seen that with Eric Bledsoe. We've seen that with Patrick Russell, Beverly. We've seen that with Westbrook, Westbrook. We've seen it with Chris Paul. I Every contract that. is Every contract is tradable. It's just how much mm-hmm. are you willing to give up to give off, yeah. get off that contract. Makes well, sense that's the biggest question.
0: Speaking of contracts, let's move that's forward. That's question. Let's move forward to another contract mm-hmm. of a player who is in Philly, who just officially demanded trade, but the team don't want him anyway. Ben Simmons. Who boy. <laughs> boy? Should the Grizzlies? Should the looking to possibly trade from Ben Simmons?
5: So my my. My viewpoint has changed on Ben Simmons because I watched the playoffs. I've seen, the. we've all seen the first five, six years of Ben Simmons in the NBA. And we knew about his, we knew about his, his thing of not shooting in college. And I said at the time, I don't want Ben Simmons. Don't want, I don't want a piece of him. I Stay away from him. Like he doesn't, he, he doesn't, we need shooting. Like that's, that, that, that's the running joke for our show. It's like, it's like every person that we brought, we, we want to bring in. It's like, man, can he shoot? We're like, we need a shooter, man. We need a shooter. Like, can we get a shooter? This. And so, and so he, he, he doesn't fit that shooting mode. So it's like, yeah, no, nah, I'm staying away from him. But circumstances change over time. And. My thing with on Ben Simmons is that because Philadelphia doesn't have a whole lot of leverage and that plays a big part of this because Philadelphia doesn't have a whole lot of leverage and every team in the NBA knows that Ben Simmons wants out of Philadelphia. The Grizzlies are in play for Ben Simmons. In my, I feel like they should be in play because at this point now, because of the JV kind of the JV trade, you end up getting uh the Lakers first round pick in 2022. So now you're sitting at three first round picks in 2022. Yours, Utah's and the Lakers. And then also you have Golden State's 2024 first. And then you have the rest of your draft picks that you that 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 you have down the line because you got rid of the Boston um obligations from the Jeff Green debacle. So you got so you got all your first round picks. You got all those first round picks to play with. And then you have contracts that you can move to go get them. Now, do I want them to trade Dylan? Probably not. Ideally, I probably don't want to trade Dylan. But
2: I'll be the first day smoker down at wherever headquarters that, that uh happens, <laughs> ready for smoke. If but, Ben Simmons is traded for Dylan Brooks, I swear.
5: But because because Desmond Bain looks like he's ready to break out. because De'Anthony Melton had a great second second year with third year he had okay. third year he was a, it, was, okay. but, he, it was but but he great but he shot but he shot the ball really well from three which was something that again like we need shooting on this team so he shot the ball really well from three so he's like okay cool can in an expanded role now that grayson has been moved can he replicate that on a higher per game per minute uh, per game type of deal then you bring in Zaire, and then at this point now you're just looking at it like okay cool like we got three guys that can rotate the small four position um you know they probably might add another guy or you know who knows like Maybe Chris Dunn stays on the team. Maybe Tyus Jones stays on the team. So you might run a two-point guard lineup. I'm just saying, Just I'm just throwing it out there, you know. But it allows, at least with that trade for Ben Simmons, it will allow you to have a secondary ball handler. So that now that Ja can just run shooting guard if they go going with Ben Simmons in the starting lineup with Ja. And then, like, if you go into the bench, okay, cool. Like, Ja goes to the bench. Plug in DeAnthony Milton. Okay, now you got two shooters. You might get another shooter in Jaren. And then I don't know, you're throwing in brand, you're probably throwing in Brandon Clark in the deal, maybe. I don't know. But you know, it, it gives you it gives you flexibility, it gives you an idea of having big guards or big wing players having the guard around the perimeter and can rebound and can push the ball. Go
3: ahead. Cool. Leverage. Okay, so the stock of Ben Simmons went down after last year because of what you just talked about in the playoffs. Ben Simmons was the one that was on the books for why they didn't go get James Harden. Ben Simmons was on the books for why they didn't go get Kyle Lowry. And now. Nobody wants Ben Simmons. Oh, yeah. Don't forget.
5: Well. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they don't want him. They they probably don't want him at the price that Philly is throwing out. There. That's what it is. so
0: don't forget they, left, they let Jimmy Butler go because of Ben. Simmons. They did.
5: They did. And so and like and that and that's and and that's always the hindsight twenty twenty. But this hindsight is like very bad for Daryl Morey and like everybody at Philly because it's like yeah, like all you had to do was give up Ben Simmons to get James Harden. Probably would have been a different team if they would have just gave up Ben Simmons, but they decided to hold on to him. Same way with uh same way with the with the Raptors. All you had to do to get Kyle Larry just got to give up Ben Simmons. And then at that man, like that, that'd have been crazy with OG, Ben Simmons, and Pascal, like three, four, five. Good grief. So, you know, it's it's it, it like i said it, it plays in favor of small market teams that have cap space that well not will have cap space and also have assets and this plays in right into the grizzlies hands cuz we cuz man we 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 was going through teams that they said that was reported to be in for ben simmons so it's like okay they said they said ben simmons wanted to go to one of the three you know california teams and so i'm like okay cool Lakers know they are on an AARP worldwide tour. Um, the Clippers, I don't think so. They're running, they're pretty much running their team back, so I doubt it. they want to make that type of move. Um, the Warriors could make that move, but ideally, how does Ben Simmons, no. Draymond we good. Green fit? Yeah, we, good. Draymond go. we good, we good, we good. How we does good. that fit? And so then like yep. Sacramento, Sacramento is trash. So who? like who Sacramento's trash. Did I, I did I did, I did I hurt somebody's feelings? Oh no, no,
2: no, not okay. at all. I was, I was all. about to say, like, don't <laughs>
5: man, don't tell me somebody on here is a Sacramento person, man. Like, but and then like Minnesota, like Minnesota's been terrible for like the last who? five years. So it's like like if like mm all the team all the teams that they thrown out there even with the raptors i don't think the raptors i think they'd be better off just building a team through the draft rather than just give up everything just to get ben simmons just to have a name but for the grizzlies because they have a star young star inja because they have young guys on the team that can play you can see the Grizzlies in play for Ben Simmons, and then on top of that, like, what what they? I think somebody somebody said that they were they they were obviously in in on was it Alex Giddy or the Giddy kid? Josh Austra- Giddy, Josh Giddy from Australia. So like like what saying is what saying said last week, man. You get a you wanted Josh Giddy, and now you have a chance to get a. Supermax Josh Giddey, who's already played six years in the NBA, and so you know, I think I think for the Grizzlies, yeah, put your name in there. Let's call around. Let's see how much will if it's willing to take. If it takes a Kyle Anderson, Dylan Brooks, Tyus Jones, Brandon Clark, and like three first round picks, two or three first round picks to get Ben Simmons, like I him, will, I I will I will be the guy with the what the what the with, what was it with the lights at the airport memphis international <laughs> airport just kind of guiding them <laughs> onto the runway man like let's go let's go because no. ideally because ideally with Ben Simmons with the whole Ben Simmons thing is that initially yes i did not want Ben Simmons but if you can get him on a discount because philly doesn't have leverage you make a run at Ben Simmons because now the discount, because of that discount, we're and
4: we, I think we can end right here. We. There are more calling the shots in Philly, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. And on let's be real. I made the case. I said there are more is going to be the reason why they get why they got a better trade in Russell Westbrook than they did in James Harden. Daryl Morey asking for everything in the world is going to be the same reason that Ben Simmons value continues to go down because they're not going to trade him when he needs to be traded or better yet when he needed to be traded. So, right. It's a Daryl Morey move and he's going to, again, screw up the situation like he did in Houston.
5: And then and then on top of that, just real quickly, like like Ben Simmons is a rich Paul guy, like same same brought this up, too. Ben Simmons is a Rich Paul guy. We've been dealing with Rich Paul clients for like the last two years because of trades and because we've done his clients well by either trading them to another spot or get, or buying them out and letting them go to another team to, for, you know, just to play in a for a championship, at least like we have credibility to say, yo, Rich Paul, yo, put our names in with Ben Simmons. See if we can get Ben Simmons to come to Memphis. Cause now he could play with Ja, he could play with Jaren, he could play with De- uh with Desmond and, and whoever, and we can like and and he will be happy here, because we're we're a bunch of young dudes that's trying to get better. We're a young team trying to get better, and like we're, I mean, our culture is phenomenal, man. In the NBA, man, like everybody, every, everybody has positive things to say about this young Grizzlies team. The only thing that's bad is because they are young. Other than that, like, there's nothing but positives. And so it fits well with what the Grizzlies are saying. Go ahead. I think the
1: biggest factor in if the Grizzlies go after Ben Simmons revolves around number 12. The reason I say revolves around number 12 is the work that's being said that John Morant is putting in the gym on his ability to shoot the ball from three, does that come to fruition? if he can shoot the ball well from three, if he can consistently make jump shots, then you go get Ben Simmons. If he continues to struggle with making jump shots, if he continues to struggle with shooting the ball from the three-point line, you don't want that that problem. You do not want your backcourt of guards to struggle with shooting the ball from three. Because then, if you have two guards who cannot shoot the ball from deep at all, then jaron jackson my honest opinion i will gladly say this will probably look as worse that he's almost say he would he will. look he's going to look worse but he's not going to look as great as we would want him to th- to look because there's no spacing there's no room for jaron jackson to work he, he he doesn't have that good of a post game already so if you are struggling with you know shooting the ball with your two guards ben simmons in my opinion doesn't work now if john Morant is shooting the ball. 38, 40% from three, if he's consistently making jump shots as just, as Trey Young showed us in the playoffs, then you go get him because it's not like Ben Timmons is that bad. He's right. that bad offensively, but he's a he's a really good defender, which I mean, anybody would want that good of a defender on your team. He's going to make everybody around your, he's going to make every player on your team that much better. He's going to make John Morant's life better. He's going to make Jerry Jackson's life better. He's going to make everybody's life that much better if he's on your team, but flip side of that coin is can he we already know he can't shoot the ball or will not shoot the ball so that's going to hinder every that's going to hinder the ability for John Morant to get open shots Jaron Jackson to get open shots John Morant has I think he's the key factor and if you pull that trade off for Ben Simmons
5: I think ideally here let's say let's say the Grizzlies do end up getting Ben Simmons so in a optimum lineup for the Grizzlies, you would you will say what Ja Desmond Zaire Jaren Ben Simmons and then Jaren. You are like like you already got two good three point shooters, or let's just sub out Zaire and put in De'Anthony Milton. You're gonna be really small in your backcourt, but you got three pretty good shooters. At this point, you know, you could let Ben Simmons run along along the baseline. Like, hey, just truck run along the baseline, set screens. We're gonna hit you. All you gotta do is just dunk it. Or you just float to the corner because the corner is the shortest three in the NBA. Floor to float to both sides of the corner, just shoot the corner three. Like, I think I think ideally, because I think for Ja, he just need to get to 35 get just get to 35 cuz he shot what, 20 or not 20 but 30 33 his rookie year 33% his rookie year from 3 man if you just get to 35 just make it respectable to to the point where teams have to like guard you from 3 then like that that could work that could work i think i think this past year you saw Ja taking a lot a lot more threes than normal because teams were actually scheming him to take those threes Like, yeah, I like at some point he has to knock him down. I believe he can knock him down, but I don't but I'm not as concerned of the spacing because we have the three point shooting to space the floor really well. We have the guys that can knock him down. We might need to get a couple more guys, but we have the guys as of right now, that can knock down those so, shots. But
1: Chris You got 20 people on the roster. I'm not sure how many more people you can. Hey, have. listen, man. Like,
5: look, we can we can treat this like a super minor league team, man. Like, just, just call them up. We got COVID protocol. Okay, man. Just bring up yeah. Carson Edwards, man. He ain't doing that, man. Just bring him So, back. yeah, you got
2: 30 his rookie season, 34 uh this past season. So, uh, that's from three? I mean, no, 33 his rookie season and 30% this past season. Sorry about yeah. that. Yeah. So,
5: yeah so if he if he just shoots thirty five man like yeah that's like the that they make just make it respectable to the point where okay, like he's actually knocking down his three point shots, then now it's like okay, cool, like jo can just do his thing, get into the paint, fake him one time, kick it out to to the corner or kick it out to Ben Simmons cutting down the baseline, so it's like you know it's it's there's an idea of it, and then on top of that, the Grizzlies coaching staff in itself. They have done a really good job of developing those guys and letting those guys play through their mistakes. Even though at times we have sat here, we've y'all, you guys sat here on your on your show talking about, man, like why is he letting these guys get in so much run? Like, play the guys that can that can win you the game. Well, now like at this point, because you let those guys make as many mistakes as they can, they now know what to do and what not to do. And they're heading into for some guys year three and year four. So now, you know, you're 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 setting yourself up to to where now like if if you do add Ben Simmons to this team, shooting isn't that big of an issue. Because one, you got the guys, and then two, like you can lean on your development of players to knock down those shots. You can develop those guys, get them in the gym and work on it. So yeah for me like if ben simmons coming in for the cheap wave him like wave the plane man let's come on like we're gonna we're gonna send this to philly man like, come on package those three two or three first round picks and let's ship this ship this trade to philly let's get ben simmons in here man cool cool
0: well zach man does it for the show we appreciate you coming on uh you plug where everybody can follow you at
5: yeah man follow me on twitter that's where i'm mainly at at, that's Rack City Zach. That's Rack City Zach Rack city. on Twitter. Rack, Rack city. I mean, listen, man, the city of racks. We we always moving money, man. You just you just never know. We might we might have to sprinkle some over here a little bit, you know, just to help out with the growth. <laughs> but yeah, follow me on Twitter, Rack City Zach. Uh, I do have a podcast show. It's on SoundCloud. It's the Zach Boyd Show. Currently, we are under reconstruction, but we will be back soon. I will let you guys know, but we are under reconstruction at the Zach Boyd show, but you can follow, but you can keep up with uh, that on SoundCloud. And you can listen to some of the other previous interviews that I've had on the last year and a half or so. So you should check it out.
0: Cool. Cool. And as always, we can listen to you every morning, Monday through oh, Friday. Yeah. 7 to oh 10, yeah. With- seven to seven to 10, 560,
5: 90, 98.5. FM, like, like seven to ten, man. Peter, Peter insane. Zach Boyd, producer. We will bring tomfoolery every morning to you guys. Yes, every single morning. You don't know Got what this. we're going. You do not know what we're going to talk about. We don't even know what we're going to be talking about in the morning. So, like, that's how crazy this. That's how crazy our show is. And we do get sideways from time to time, but we'll bring the fun with you. We'll get you laugh. We'll get you going in the morning. while you heading on to work? Well, it's Labor Day weekend here possibly so you know we'll get you we'll get you going to start your your monday off the right way
0: man for sure for sure and as always you know listen to all the other podcasts on the gbb network core four gbb live the long view and 3nd podcast along with us starting five
1: but remember you can follow me at the one underscore p shark uh i'm at underscore scarlet so on twitter nothing's changed
2: um, at the auto Trevor on Twitter, first letter of each word is capitalized except of because it's a preposition.
3: It's
4: really cheating. <laughs> at Tev Shakir, man, appreciate y'all for listening.
0: And as always, at the starting five, the number five, MEM on tour day as well. And till next time, please go it.